We were once known as the Haunted House Slayers. Bradley and I had been best friends since we were 12 years old. We had been doing many things together, starting from something right to anything wrong. We tried everything, except drugs, you name it. One of the most successful projects that Bradley and I were working on together was a vlog. We named our YouTube channel The Haunted House Slayers. Very tickling name, some people had commented, but I guess that was one of the reasons our channel got millions of views and subscriptions. And money. Yes, of course, never forget about money. Our primary reason for being a vlogger. Ha! Huh. In our The Haunted House Slayers channel, we visited many houses all over the country that we were told by the people in its neighborhood was haunted. We recorded our journey through the house, proving to our viewers that there were no such things as ghosts. And we did! We had visited like 128 houses, and none of them actually had ghosts or any other kind of supernatural creatures in it. People who lived around those houses reported many ghostly sightings, such as strange noises, lights that was suspected to be a candle, appeared to be walking past the windows in a seemingly abandoned house, etc. We had proved to our viewers that those so-called ghostly sightings had a logical explanation. Always. In conclusion, we had turned 128 haunted houses into just 128 houses. The Haunted House Slayers even featured in an article titled 25 Successful YouTube Vloggers Under 25. Brad was actually already 26 by the time the article was published, though. Well, never mind. One day, some of our close friends who also lived in the same block invited us to join their camping trip in the woods in the outskirts of our town. Brad seemed reluctant at first, since he was in the middle of editing our latest Journeys video, exploring a haunted house in Montreal, Canada. But he instantly changed his mind and agreed to join when Sarah, one of our friends, told us the exact location of the woods we were about to do the camping in. Why a change of heart? I asked Brad after he hung up the phone from Sarah. He didn't immediately answer me, he just stood there, grinning like an idiot. You never heard about Scarlet Forest? He asked me. I shook my head. Never heard the name of the forest that Brad, and earlier, Sarah, mentioned. He lifted his forefinger at my face, making a gesture that told me to wait a moment, because then he turned around and took out one of the books from his shelf. It was a book containing information related to famous haunted houses all over the world. He showed me one page and pointed at a black and white photo with his forefinger. This house, he started, is located at the center of the Scarlet Forest. Okay, I responded, but your face when you heard Sarah mention the forest's name looked like you had just found a treasure, I added. I mean, you've been exploring 128 haunted houses and never once have I seen you look like that. This one is different, Alex, he replied. Though this one listed as number 5 among 120 haunted houses in the book, not many people have actually ever seen the house, he explained. Not to mention entering it. I don't get it, I murmured, frowning with confusion over his statement. This book has the house's exact location and even coordinates, but when some people tried to look for it on the said coordinates, the house wasn't there, he explained. Some people can find it, and some others cannot. No reasons found yet to explain the why. And even, he added, 
when those who find it took a picture of the house, seemingly to prove its existence, the house didn't appear on the printed version of the photo and the camera's preview screen. Oh, that sounds like a real ghostly house to me, I commented, starting to have interest, smiling from ear to ear as I said it. And so far, no one actually ever proved that they got inside the house, though some of them had reached its gate. Brad continued, smirking like a devil that finally found a victim to play on. That weekend, we were driving to the outskirts of town, visiting the famous Scarlet Forest. We built our camping tent right on the open field of the area, the spot specifically prepared as a camping ground, as we saw many other people there. We spent our first night there sharing scary stories, sitting around the campfire. Surprisingly, Sarah, Gina, and Morgan were aware of the haunted house that was rumored to be located on the open field in the center of the woods. However, when we invited them to join us on the journey to find and explore the said house, they declined. No thanks, guys. You guys do what you're good at exploring haunted houses, and we'll do what we're good at here, eating and sleeping, said Morgan, laughing hard after he was done with his words. The next morning, we asked to leave the camp to find the house. We tried to invite them to join, but still, they declined. So then, there was only Brad and I, as always, exploring the Scarlet Forest, looking for a haunted house that was rumored to not be able to be found by anyone. You got a clue on why there was no one actually reported or proved ever entering the house? I asked, wondering. I mean, among those who found the house, there must be at least one or two ghost hunters like us. No, sadly not, he replied. I only heard that upon finding the house, they stood in front of its gate, and all of a sudden, there was an extremely uneasy feeling they never felt before. A strange phenomenon had happened during that time, Brad continued, but no one actually explained what exactly the phenomena was. After walking through the woods for a while, we were finally able to see a bright light from afar, which I figured was the exit from the woods. However, just at the time I stepped my foot outside the woods, I felt a strange, eerie feeling shivering down my spine. There, right in front of us, was an open field, a savanna, surrounded by grasses and trees of the forest. The wind was so strong, it blew our hair all over the place. We looked around and was surprised by the scene we'd witnessed with our own eyes. There, right at the center of the open field, was a huge, antique, gothic-style house surrounded by a tall gate made of stone and steel. The house looked like a two-story house, and it was entirely in black. The house was built using black-colored bricks and steel. We were standing there in front of the house's gate. As far as we could see, there was nothing strange in sight, except that black house itself. However, I could still feel the chill running down my spine, and I didn't know why. Just when Brad put up his hands and tried to push the gate, checking whether it was locked or not, we heard a sound, a horrifying sound. We heard the laughter of a little child echoing from the house, and we heard it very clearly among the silence in the woods. We usually felt challenged when it came to a haunted house, but that time something held me back. Something told me not to go inside. Brad tried to push the gate and it creaked open. It wasn't locked. Dude, no, don't. I tried to warn him. What is it, man, chickened out all of a sudden? Brad chuckled, but somehow I could see in his eyes that he also had a bad feeling about going inside that house. I have a bad feeling about this, I said, 
and before he mocked me again, I continued, We've dealt with 128 haunted houses all over the country, and you know best that I've never chickened out, or even backed off of it. Just when I was done with my words, we heard the horrifying sounds again, the eerie sound of children laughing and chattering from inside the house, echoing throughout the open field. That, Brad pointed at the house while talking to me, might actually mean that there is a bunch of kids exploring the house, just like we're about to do. What you're about to do, I corrected him. I'm not coming in. If you still want to go in, then be my guest. I'll be waiting just right here. During the moment Brad and I were talking to each other, that eerie sound of children laughing and chattering didn't stop from echoing. Worse, I even somewhat vaguely heard a voice of a kid saying, Come, come, among the laughter. I was sure that Brad was as terrified as I was, and he also had a bad feeling about proceeding to go inside the house. But ever since we were twelve, Brad never backed off of anything. Not to mention that, due to our vlog, he was also labeled as the bravest man on the internet. So there he was, put his favorite cap on, a red baseball cap with the letter B on both of its sides. He pulled his handycam out of his bag, and with it in his hand he walked past the house's gate. Fifteen minutes, dude, I said to him loudly since he was already halfway into the house's front door. Fifteen minutes, and I'll be heading back to the camp. Fifteen minutes it is, man, he responded loudly, not even looking back at me. I looked around the open field where the house stood. I tried to look through its windows, looking for any sign of other people in there. It was strange. Nothing appeared to be threatening, but that strange eerie feeling that was running back and forth on my spine didn't stop. Well, nothing except that sound of the children laughing and chattering still echoing in the air. But apart from it being echoing in the air throughout the open field, nothing else actually happened. That was a threatening sound, yes, maybe, but not considered as a threatening apparition. Not yet, at least. I looked at my watch and realized that 20 minutes had passed. I didn't know why, but that time I decided to give Brad more time, 5 or 10 minutes. I simply hoped that Brad would show up from the front door of that house during that time. Time ticked on, and after a while I checked back on my watch again. It had been an hour, and still no sign of Brad coming out of the house, but I heard the laughter still from time to time within that hour. It seriously creeped me out. I really thought I should warn Brad about being late. I wasn't going in, and yelling for him from outside of the gate wouldn't be heard either. So I pulled out my phone from my pocket and tried to call Brad. It rang, but he didn't pick it up and it was answered by voicemail. I was trying to call him again when I heard something that was far more horrifying than the laughter and the chattering and the come, come. I instantly froze in horror and nearly dropped my phone when I heard the laughter again, but that time there were other words in between the laughter. Come, come, it said in between the vague, eerie sound of laughter. Come, come, daddy, come on, let's play. A huge amount of horror suddenly consumed me. I had a horrible feeling about it, but didn't have the guts to go inside the house on my own. So I turned around and ran back to the woods. 
I traced back the same path I went earlier and tried to run to the camp as fast as I could. I was going to ask for Sarah, Gina, and Morgan to come and help get Brad back from the house. They didn't believe me at first and thought I was playing a prank, but I insisted, and probably looking at the genuine panic and horror they saw on my face, they eventually agreed to come with me to the huge black house. We ran to the open field in the center of the woods as far as we could. By the time we got close to the exit, I jumped fast ahead of them to the open field. There, I said, there's the house. I pointed at the spot in the open field where Brad and I saw the house. But what I saw there gave me the most horrifying feeling I ever felt in my life. I could literally jump out of my skin. On the exact spot where Brad and I found the house, by the time I got back there with Sarah, Gina, and Morgan, the house wasn't there anymore. The house was gone vanished, like it was never even there in the first place. "'What house?' Morgan asked in confusion. The house's gate was still there, but the house was not. Inside the gate there was no house, it was just an empty field covered by grasses all over. "'No, no, no, no way, no!' I screamed frantically, running towards the gate. "'I swear to God, there was a huge house standing right there!' I screamed at them in panic and horror, pointing at the spot where the house used to stand. Guys, there was, there was a house here, and Brad was, he was inside the house. I talked to them, stuttering, fully consumed by horror. Are you sure it was here? Maybe you took a wrong path when we ran into the woods from the camp, Gina asked. No, no, I'm sure it was here, I replied, pulling my hair in distress. The gate is here. It's the same gate I saw with Brad. But now, there's no house. Just as I finished my words, I heard that sound of horror again. The eerie sound of children laughing and chattering, vaguely echoing in the air throughout the open field. Every one of us stood there in silence for a while. Is it just me, or did you guys hear that too? I asked them, shaking and shivering. Y yeah I guess, Gina replied, stuttering as she was also scared by the echoing laughter in the air while looking all around her. I guess we heard that too, Sarah finished Gina's sentence. What the hell was that? Morgan shouted, looking all around and finding nothing that looked like a valid source of the echo. When Brad and I got here, we heard that echoing laughter too, I explained. But there was a house here, so we kind of thought that the sound was coming from... I didn't finish my sentence. I was also looking around me. While looking around, Morgan stumbled on something on the ground. The rest of us couldn't immediately figure out what it was since the view was covered by tall grass. Morgan kneeled down to look at what it was. All of a sudden, I saw his eyebrows furrow, followed by a more horrified look in his eyes. He slowly put the thing up in one hand and showed it to us. Isn't this Brad's handycam? What was in Morgan's hand was clearly Brad's handycam. I, as his longtime partner in vlogging, knew that it was the same handycam Brad took into that house just recently. Play it, Gina suddenly voiced after all of us were in silence for a while. Morgan quickly opened its preview screen and hit the play button. Nothing, he said. It was blank. Uh, guys? We suddenly heard Sarah muttering not far from us. Isn't this... She asked while showing what was in her hand, 
a red baseball cap with the letter B on both sides of it. It was Brad's favorite cap, which he never left home without. But it was there, lying on the ground. Just when we were about to talk again, we suddenly heard more laughter echoing in the air. That time, the echo sounded a bit louder than before. What horrified us, though, wasn't the laughter that we had heard. It was another voice that we could hear somewhere among the laughter. Come. Come. Daddy. Come on, let's play. I heard the words echoing again among the sound of the children's laughter and the chatter. That time, the chatter sounded like it was getting more distant with each word. And then, following those words, we all heard the echoed voice of an adult male, vaguely, sounding shaky and shivering in horror. The voice that we all knew too well was of Brad, over and over, saying the word that all of us couldn't ever forget for the rest of our lives. Help!